0: Good morning, this is Rob McDougall from Zank Financial. Uh, We're here with your weekly economic update. Today is August 14th, 2023. So we take a look at last week before we even get to the economic data. We'll point out that there was one considerable shock to the system last week, another downgrade. This time, Moody's downgraded 10 US banks. Now, you may recall from last week's podcast that the prior week, we got a downgrade on US government debt from Fitch. So last week was followed by Moody's taking down ratings on 10 bank stocks. So that shook the market a little bit. It wasn't tremendous. And I would just have to say, I think most investors look at it as something maybe a little bit too late. Uh, the banks went through tremendous turmoil in March and April. You may recall Silicon Valley and First Republic and all that. Things have stabilized. Deposit bases stabilized. Now, their contention that increased scrutiny on credit losses. No doubt credit losses are going to go up because they were much better than expected coming out of COVID. So I don't think it's a big surprise. So total um, takeaway from it is it looks maybe it's a little late. And yes, uh, investors most definitely are concerned about credit quality of banks, particularly those with commercial lending uh, operations. So, that was the big event outside of uh, the economic releases last week. Other than that, we had four releases last week that were inflation-related, and we had the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index. In terms of inflation, uh, in terms of the CPI, the consumer um, version of it, they, it was exactly in line. So both CPI and CPI core came in at a month-over-month increase of 0.2%. Just as expected. Great. On the PPI side, the producer price index, however, both the PPI and PPI core came in slightly higher than expected. It was expected to come in as a CPI at a positive 0.2. Both PPI and PPI core came in at a positive 0.3. The only thing I'll mention about this is we talked about it last week that we've had really a nice run of inflation data that we've seen. Uh, We've come down from that high point in June of 2021. We came down almost as fast as we went up, so it looked very rational to us. And now going forward, we think future improvements in CPI are gonna be a little bit tough, at least over the short term, and that's because energy prices have spiked. And I mention it all the time, just look at what's going on at the pump. Should give you an indication that not only is that hitting your pocketbook, but that extra fuel cost will be hitting every good and service that you purchase going forward. So inflation picture last week, good from the consumer uh, price index, a little less so in the producer price index. I mentioned the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index last week that came in strong and actually better than expectations. Uh, It came in at a 70.9, was expected to be a little bit lower than that. So Consumer confidence, both by the University of Michigan measure and the government's measure, very strong at this point. So let's also take a look at uh, during last week what happened in terms of expectations for GDP growth and for inflation. So GDP growth, we always look at the Atlanta Federal Reserve and what they think this quarter is going to bring. And it's just very impressive. I think uh, you uh, almost every week, they're taking their expectation up for third quarter GDP growth. So now they've taken third quarter GDP growth up to 4.1 percent. Prior week was 3.9. Prior to that, it was 3.6 and started off at 2.9. So U.S. economy, no question about it, is is performing very well at this point. Very strong. So inflation has barely budget, at least expectations. Inflation has come down. Expectations for future inflation have been pretty flat most of the year. Not, uh, not a lot of movement. So last week, uh, the 10-year break-even, 10-year Treasury minus 10-year tips, came in at a 2.38%. Uh, that was just barely up from a week prior. And you look at the chart. There's a little increase over the last couple of weeks, but really not much to speak of. So inflation expectations muted, expectations for short-term economic growth in the U.S., fairly high. So what does that mean for the Federal Reserve? Because as we've talked about many times, the things that move the markets, fixed income, equity, uh, it's the Federal Reserve, their policy, which is usually um, a product of GDP growth and inflation. So what is the Fed looking like right now for the next Fed meeting? Next Fed meeting, September 20th, expectations really high, no change. Right now, the Fed Funds Future have priced in an expectation of 88.5% of no change during, um, during the September meeting. Then we take a look at the December at the end of the year, and the expectations are 67% odds that will be precisely where we're at right now, which is a range of 525 to 550 basis points. So that hasn't changed much from last week. So given the economic data, given the Moody's downgrade, how did the market perform last week? Well, equity markets in the U.S. and international down a little bit, not that big of a deal last week. S&P 500 down 30 basis points for the week. And what drove that is, again, what has been what drove the market earlier this year, and that's large cap growth. So in particular, growth last week down 1.33 percent, value in the U.S. up percent 40 basis points, 39 basis points. Um, In terms of world markets, so the uh, markets ex-US, they were down a little bit worse than the S&P 500, down 53 basis points. And I'll just point out China was a drag on it again. China was down 3.7% last week. And for the year, China's down 3.26%. We have Our clients have very little exposure pretty much across the board to China, which has been very good this year for us avoiding it. Uh, Last thing on it is S&P 500 now on a year-to-date basis, end-of-the-day Friday up 17.4%. Again, so far driven by large-cap growth, but most recently we've started to see a rotation back to value. Oh, fixed income last week. Uh, Fixed income was down last week. We had the two-year treasury yield up 11 basis points, the 10-year up 9 basis points, So the Bloomberg U.S. Aggregate Bond Index down 64 basis points for the week. So that index now is nearly flat for the year. It's up 0.64%. It was up over 3% at one point. So it's been given back quite a bit recently, both with the Fed action, uh, primarily I would say the Fed action, but also because the U.S. economy has been as, as strong as it has been. So. Let's take a look at this coming week and what we have in terms of economic data points. We have four, two are retail sales, the other two are housing related. So this is kind of a a light calendar uh, this week. Retail sales for July, we have retail sales and retail sales X-Auto coming out tomorrow on Tuesday. The expectation is month over month up 0.4%. The month of June, both of those indicators were up 0.2%. So it makes sense to us that those should be accelerating, given the strength that we've seen on the GDP indicators and the Atlanta Federal Reserve's expectation of what is happening here in the third quarter. Uh, the other two uh, metrics that will be out next week, both housing-related, I mentioned housing start, building permits, those will both be on Wednesday, and both are expected to be slightly up from the June levels. Housing starts are expected to come in at 1446000 building permits at 1460000 Again, both of those marginally above what they were up in June. So that's it for the recap this week. Thank you very much for your attendance. We look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you.